guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna. One second. I'm going to pee. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh, here's. I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song, and I'm willing to cut it. Ew, get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome back to this rendition of the Music List Podcast. I am Ben Dial. I'm with my sisters, Heather and Beth. And today we're going to take on a topic that's probably going to be very near and dear to our hearts. It's one where we may have some knockdown, drag out discussions about because um, this particular band that we're talking about is one that we all enjoy and we have opinions about. And that's the Eagles. Definitely. And uh, we're going to, what we're going to try to do today is we're going to try to pare down the very best, the five best Eagle songs. Now, um, that's a pretty tall yeah. order yeah. for sure, especially considering their repertoire. Not a huge uh, discology. Only about I think they've I think they've got seven studio albums and then a you know a litany of greatest hits and mm-hmm. live recordings and stuff like that. But um, not just a huge wealth of original materials, around 84 songs, something like that. But we're going to try to pare down and get it down to the to the top five. It's a it's a band that, like I said, is is really really important to all of us for one reason or another. We just enjoy them for one thing. Heather, we'll start with you. Uh, how did you get to become an Eagles fan, and um, what do they mean to you musically? I guess. Well, I mean. With Dad playing in bands and, you know, just going through his record collection and everything, there were always Eagles, you know, albums in there. Um, I can say, without a doubt, that the Eagles are my favorite band of all time. So, this is... I've got a lot of skin in the game for this one. Um, I've seen them at least seven or eight times live. Um, I've... um, they they really are important to me because as far as just putting on, you know, you know how guitar players will go and play with the studio album and learn how to play riffs that way. They taught me so much about singing harmonies. And so now that I'm a musician and I not only teach music, I'm also um, in a band, you know, those tight, correct spot on harmonies um so much of that i learned from the eagles just learning every part in the song and and stuff like that so it's it's very important to me and you know we mentioned the live performance obviously seven bridges road the only recording we have of seven bridges road is a live recording and they made a point of saying victim of love was a Mm one-shot take in mm-hmm. the studio with all the band members present and they made a you know it's actually etched into the vinyl so that you would see that on on the hotel california album um which was just kind of like a poke because people said oh you know they're a studio band there's no real love or whatever to the music and they put it all into one take yeah beth what about you i mean this is uh you're, you're the youngest of the bunch so you're mm-hmm. actually the furthest removed um from the eagles 
glory days, which lasted till about 1980 when they broke up. I was born, barely. I was a newborn in 1980, but you're the furthest removed. So how did you get to become an Eagles fan? Similar to Heather. I mean, we grew up with Dad going on road trips, and, you know, Dad had this huge car that you had to load <laughs> CDs in the back in the trunk. The they had a couple car. of cartridges that you could put, and we all would get to choose a CD, right? So there was always a Beatles CD, and there was always a Beatles album in there. I would put, you know, at that time probably like a Backstreet Boys CD or something, but he would let me do that. Uh, Mom would put some kind of bubblegum thing in there, and then the rest of them, it was just kind of like a free-for-all, things that we all liked somewhat. And so we we had an Eagles album in there all the time. Usually, I think he might have had a Greatest Hits album in there, so I was kind of exposed to a range of their career in that way. Um, and then just growing up and kind of digging into, okay, here's more. That's This This is a new song that I didn't hear when I was on the road trip or whatever like that. Um, and similar to Heather, you know, hearing those harmonies growing up, listening to quality vocals um, and great blend, I think... I learned a lot that way, and it helped my ear musically. And I, you know, you don't realize it at the time, but you can look back and say, "Okay, here's how I know how to hear a harmony." Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's kind of me. I've seen them once live. Um, I was, I don't know, I went with you, so I don't remember mm-hmm. how old I was. Probably, t- I don't know. It, I really have that. No idea. That was actually in what is now Verizon. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was uh, Alltel Arena, Alltel, probably, probably back then yeah, in Little yeah. Rock. Um, so that was probably, I'm guessing, 2003 or four, okay. maybe somewhere. So in I there. might, I, mean, I don't know, because I would have been 13 or 14. I feel like it might have been before that. Okay. Maybe a couple of years before. So between 10 and 13, probably. Um, and it, you know, so that was a a very memorable moment. I knew the weight of what I was seeing. And probably one of your first major concerts in a a big arena too. And you always remember that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the Eagles were my first big concert. That was war Memorial (laughs) stadium. Can we take a minute to just tell the story? (laughs) Well, let let, let me, let me, let me get, let me tell you my uh, dad certainly influenced me to like the Eagles. Cause whenever you would ask dad, what's your favorite band? Dad would say, well, it's, it's probably the Beatles, and then he would pause, mm-hmm. and he would say, mm, "But I like the Eagles a lot too, so yeah. it may be the Eagles." So I mean, um, so I kind of knew who the Eagles were. We listened to the Eagles a lot, but I was 14, 15 years old when Hell Freezes Over right. begins. Okay, and so I'm kind of in really my prime listening years because I'm not in college yet. I'm not really in high school yet. Running around doing things, I have a lot of time to listen to music. Yeah. Right, and I'm buying CDs, and I'm listening to CDs, and I get the Hell Freezes Over album, and that was really my first major introduction into the Eagles, and then we go to the concert, and I just fall in love with the Eagles, and I have, and then I buy everything Eagles. I, I get all the albums. I know, you know, everything forwards and backwards to the point that now Kara can't hardly stand them <laughs> because we listen to them all the time. Was that your first concert? Well, it it was my first what I would consider to be major concert. We had gone to see Dad open for Delbert McClinton, and we had seen Dad open for Three Dog Night, and yeah. but that's Riverfront, you know. I mean, that's not right. or Riverfest. That's not 
that's not sitting with 50,000 people yeah. in a in a stadium. That's not a stadium type concert. So well, that will Eagles, spoil you for concerts because yeah. they I've never I've never seen a band and I've seen I don't know how I can't count how many concerts I've been to, but like yeah. I've never seen a band be just spot on accurate. And they they do go to I think great lengths to try to sound as much like the original recordings. You know, a lot of artists, and and that's fine. They they try to change it up and make it fresh for themselves. I think, but um, these guys sound like the record. Yeah. But Hell Freezes Over came on at the perfect time for me to really dive in. And the Rolling Stones did the same thing, but I didn't fall in love with the Rolling Stones like I did the Eagles. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in school that were falling in love with the Rolling Stones because they were having one of their return tours at the mm-hmm. time. And they came to Little Rock not long after or before maybe, you know, roughly the same time period that the Eagles came in. Um, but I just... I just fell in love with the Eagles, you know, and I think a lot of it was I was listening heavily, heavily to country and the Eagles kind of have some country roots to them, certainly. Um, And so it, it was kind of a, a meld of what I really liked. I loved the rock and roll and I loved the country and the Eagles blended that Mm -hmm. maybe as well as any, because it wasn't Southern rock. Right. Which Southern rock is another kind of melding of country and rock and roll, but it wasn't that at all. Right, right. You know, the Eagles are almost in, impossible to categorize, to put them in a box, yeah. because they're so diverse, for one thing. And even their own individual sound is nothing that really fits neatly into rock and roll, country, adult contemporary. I mean, there's really a lot of different kind of genres that you can see. Well, I can see that they're this. I can see that they're that. Yeah. Um, so, now, we, we did have a memorable... <laughs> there was an incident. There was a memorable um, incident that happened at the War Memorial. This was 1995, 94, 94. when that came out. Um, so, you were so 14. So, this was, this was June or July because it was very hot. Yes. It was the summer of, of June or July, probably July because it was really hot. It was hot. really hot. And I, so, you were 14, so I was 20. And, um, my, uh, I guess it was my fiance at the time, my now former husband, (laughs) but we took you to the concert and it, we were sitting about halfway up and they had, um, the beach balls, you know, being batted around as they, as they do at, at outdoor concerts. And so, (laughs) so we're about, we're about halfway up and these two. Um, ladies walk in front of us, but quite a few, (laughs) quite a few rows down and they are dressed, um, in leathers and like a Evan Williams, uh, cut off t-shirt, studded belt, salt and pepper and the long, you know, hair that's probably been the same there since 1972 when they saw, saw the Eagles the first time. And these ladies were tough you could tell they had their beer to fist in it and everything which is important because <laughs> their hands were full and everyone's batting the the ball around and, <laughs> and so the ball gets to Ben and I don't know he decided to spike it like he was at the Olympics and so he just bats the ball down and he hits one of those women square in the face I mean 
And she, to and, the point that, I mean, we are, I, I bet we're 17, 18 rows. Oh, up, And it was, it was now, to one point, and I want to say. And her hands were full with beer, so she couldn't. I want to say that it's impressive because no, you know that a beach ball loses a lot of velocity pretty quickly, but it was Not still moving. <laughs> moving. You could hear it hit her face. <laughs> If you could have seen it, I mean, in slow motion, like it would have been the whole thing where the nose, I did see like, it in slow motion. The whole event happened in slow motion. When I realized the trajectory of the ball, everything, <laughs> everything slowed down oh to a crawl. And I'm it, enough. It, it's like a movie. Oh no! It's so, oh, so oh. She looks up. I don't know if she spilled the beer or not, or if she threw the beer, but she didn't have the beer anymore when she comes up the stairs, and she's like, who did it? Who did it? And all these people are just pointing behind and stuff, and my very mild-mannered ex-husband is just sitting there, and they're pointing. I think fast. I think on my feet really fast. Who did it? And I'm thinking, oh. You know, this is not going to be good. I'm thinking I might actually end up taking a pop because I'm the only, you know, she's not going to hit a 14-year-old. She's not going to, you know, she may just come after me. I don't know, but it was it was him on the end, me in the middle, and then Ben, and he points straight across me, straight to Jason. He did it. It's so rude. And she lit into him. I don't think he even knew what to say, but he didn't say anything. He was just kind of he was dumbfounded. I think that, <laughs> that I I snitched on him, and he was not guilty at all. But we, but we all lived, and she she said some choice words, and she did. And then, but went, what a, went about what an experience! Way. And that's yeah. that's how the Eagles. That was before the concert even started. Yeah. So we knew we were in for for an excellent <laughs> an excellent evening. So a little bit about the Eagles, in case in case you don't know who the Eagles are, you would be surprised you're listening to this podcast. But um, they are, without question, one of the great American rock bands to ever grace a stage. They were formed out of Los Angeles. Glenn Fry, Don Henley, Randy Maisner, and Bernie Leadon founded the band in '71. Their debut album, Eagles, in '72, hit the charts pretty quickly. Two noteworthy singles were the first two tracks, Take It Easy and Witchy Woman. They also had Peaceful Easy Feeling. Pretty good start for mm-hmm. your first album. Uh, follow-up albums, one of them was a concept album, Desperado, which was Western in nature, produced the title track, and also Tequila Sunrise. And then On the Border uh, had some hits, Already Gone was their first number one off of that album, Best of My Love also on that album. And as a side note, the Eagles added Don Felder to play guitar alongside Bernie Leadon on the Border album as well. And he would have a huge influence on the direction of the band moving forward. Until he didn't. Until until he, he, he Yoko-owned the band, essentially. <laughs> um, but after that, the Eagles started a string of four consecutive number one studio albums. Uh, the first one being one of these nights in 1975. That album included three number one hits. It was really the one that kind of put them into the we're possibly the best band in America uh, territory. Um, 
Bernie Leadon would then leave the band after that, after he discovered that the group was evolving further and further away from their folk and country roots and toward a more distinctive rock sound that Felder was largely responsible for implementing. Um, they would replace Leadon with a guy by the name of Joe Walsh for their next album. Um, he obviously is a great showman, but in addition to that, a uh, very accomplished guitar player in his own right, one of the better guitar players in the 1970s. Um, their next studio release would be Hotel California. Walsh uh, and Don Felder had contrasting rock styles, but they were able to blend that into multiple songs where they had dueling mm-hmm. guitar solos, and they really fed off of each other and created some magic there. Uh, their last studio album of that initial run, The Long Run, also went number one. Uh, the bassist, Randy Meisner, was gone. He was replaced with Timothy Schmidt. Interestingly enough, they both played bass for Poco. Really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Didn't know uh, Schmidt replaced Meisner as the bassist in that band also. So there you go. Um, and right out of the gate, Timothy B. Schmidt... Uh, added another vocal dimension to them with the high falsettos that they really didn't have previous to that. And he contributed with I Can't Tell You Why, which is one of their really brilliant songs. I think they sound like like two different bands to me when Schmidt came in. So, um, yeah, that's a huge moment. And and one of the things that you can kind of see with the Eagles history is as they lose members and gain members, you can see how that focuses the evolution of of the band um and i can't tell you why i peaked inside the top 10 that al- that album also had heartache tonight and the long run then they just broke up uh <laughs> problems between felder and glenn fry kind of led to the to the you know the band breaking up um but then in 1994, they get back together. They did have one more hit after that, which was Seven Bridges Road, because the Eagles Live wasn't completed until after the band broke up, yeah. and Seven Bridges Road was on that album, and it went uh, all the way, uh, well, it didn't go all the way to number one, but it did chart very high. Um, then Hell Freezes Over comes on. That album goes to number one. Uh, and then in 2007, they have another number one album, um, which is Long Road Out of Eden. Um, and then their charts, the, the songs on that kind of go in different directions. Mm-hmm. Some of them chart on the country, some of mm-hmm. them adult contemporary, but they don't really have the same rock success out of that one. But the sales, obviously, uh, were, were pretty good for the album. Overall, the Eagles have five number one singles, six Grammys, five AMA awards, six number one albums, and in confirmed album sales, these are not what, I didn't realize this, but Apparently, there are uh, claimed sales that don't necessarily match the confirmed sales. But if you go by confirmed sales, Hotel California and the Greatest Hits album are two of the three uh, highest grossing sales um, in music history. The Greatest Hits album, 71 to 75, being number two, Hotel California number three. Um, they're the fifth highest selling musical act of all time, the highest selling American band in, Amer- in history. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 98, nominated four times by the CMA Awards, Country yep. Music, for Vocal Group of the Year, twice in the 70s and twice in 2000. So uh, they've kind of been riding that country rock line for a long time. CMT uh, ranked them number 34 on the 40 Greatest Men of Country Music. Now, you think about that. Yeah. yeah. 
that's the country. I mean, they're they're in that list with the Johnny Cashes and the Willie Nelsons and the Waylon Jennings. They're 34. That's pretty impressive. And they are currently listed number 75 on Rolling Stone's top 100 greatest musical acts of all time across all genres. That's pretty impressive what number? too. 75 out of 100. But that includes Johnny. That includes sure. country. That includes. Um, I don't. I think Rolling Stone sometimes yeah. goes out of their way to not show recency bias. And so there's some, you know, like, I, I don't think Nirvana should be ahead of the Eagles, but they are on the list, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, Johnny Cash was 74. So I've got some issues with the Rolling Stone <laughs> list, but, but they did make the top 100. So with that said. Well, I've done my part with ticket sales. I think <laughs> it is time to start the draft. Got your music? I have my list. Okay. That's what you mean. Your draft music. Yeah, you're not gonna. I don't have my draft music. No, oh. we may we may add that in later. <laughs> you're gonna sing it again. So in the post. draft order for today is gonna be Beth. Heck yeah. Then Heather. Then me. <laughs> suck to suck. Cause I already know we have the same number one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, Beth, you get the first overall pick. And what's it gonna be? My number one pick is Wasted Time. Uh, so musically, it's a departure from a lot of that country rock feel that they have, which I kind of pref- prefer more of their rock-oriented songs, the ones that are a little bit heavier. Don Henley's vocal delivery is so impactful on this one. And then just lyrically, Autumn Leaves got you thinking about the first time you fell, that double play on words. Just it's so, it's deep musically, it's deep lyrically. Um you know, when hours go by like minutes, you can't stop time from passing. Is it too late? I think we've all felt that at some point. Like, oh, I've, my, oh, my 16, yeah. 15, 16 year old self crying oh, in my yeah. bedroom. Oh, yeah. So, uh, thematically, lyrically, musically, I think it's just a rich song. So, that's my favorite one that they have. It's very as well as what too. I think is. It is. It's got one of my favorite yeah. lines in music ever, which is sometimes to keep it together, mm, you, you got to leave, leave it, it alone. alone. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I mean, there's I mean that's one of the things about, you know, Henley and Fry when they got together, they could create some absolute magical lines together. Yeah. We did not ask the question. I think this is a good time. We're talking about this is, this is the best Eagle song. These are not necessarily our favorite Eagle songs. Right. Except this is my favorite. Yeah, these, <laughs> these are not <laughs> necessarily the ones that we think are the most iconic or the ones that hit number one. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that we think are the best musically. Right. Not at all because they rarely play Wasted Time live. Right. I, out of the many concerts that I've been to of theirs, they've maybe done it twice that I've seen them do. But it begs the question, as before we go forward, mm-hmm. what's the criteria that you're looking for to make it a great song, musically, whatever the case is. Like, what's your criteria to try to whittle this down to five? Oh, I'll go since I just picked. But um, I tried to check all the boxes. Musically, complex. Lyrically, the the depth, the creativity of it. Vocal, delivery, harmonies add a lot. For me, I mean, not not so much on that song, mm-hmm. but... There's a there's a lot to speak for on that song on its behalf, so it kind of waits in a different way for me. But I had kind of a, a checklist in my head. Okay, they are really great at these things. How many songs can I pick that checks off as many boxes at once in one song? Mm-hmm. 
I, I agree with, with everything you just said. Plus, for, for me, the mark of a great song is, does it create a moment? Mm. An emotional, does it, does it give you some kind of emotional impact? And so, of course, all of their music is great. But that song for me in particular, um, it's not their highest charting song. It's not the one that they're going to end a show with and that they have to play live. But for me... I think that that one, um, uh, kind of everyone that, that I talk to loves the song. So I think it it, it just hits differently for Yeah, I, I agree. And, and it, it was on my list. If I was going to pick it at some point if neither one of y'all had picked it because it was high <laughs> enough on my list that we were going to get there for it. Um, you know, what I'm looking for, and with the Eagles, it's so hard to kind of separate them because – they click so many. They check so many of those oh, yeah, boxes in so many songs. Their yeah. lyrics. They don't write trashy lyrics. Right. Their lyrics are always good. Yeah. Their musicianship is always good. Their harmonies are always, always so yeah. incredibly tight. The question really is going to be, which ones do they show out on in right. one or more areas? In wasted time, I feel like, like musically. Like, there's not that guitar solo in Wasted Time that's that's just dead on. But where Wasted Time got into the list for me is the lyrics yeah. are top choice. Yeah. They're, They're intentionally, they intentionally show restraint. And I think that is what a lot of bands miss is the use of restraint is very impactful. So, yeah. and, I think and I well think, done. And yeah. I think Don Henley's delivery is absolutely very honest, spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely spot on. So I think that's probably going to be a strong contender to be in the top five. Yep. But Heather, your your pick. Okay. Um. Well, I I picked Hotel California mm-hmm. because um for a lot the same reason um because that song when I was a little kid. It scared the crap out of me. Just the imagery that they gave you. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. I'm like, what kind of beast are we talking about? And running for the door and, you know, not being able to get out. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. It was, it scared me because, you know, as a little kid, you can't understand the bigger symbolism of everything. But, and then that guitar solo, I guarantee that if, if you asked any one of us right now that we could sing that guitar solo start to finish complete with the whoop and (laughs) you know i mean i don't know how many times we saw dad do the guitar solo in the car and um you know it's it the whole album really to me is a masterpiece i mean but that song in particular and the crazy thing is don felder just did that as a demo and sent it, and they just fleshed it out. And so I think, you know, he absolutely put his stamp on it. It's, it's just a, a master class, I think, in songwriting. And Yeah, and, you know, that's, there's a reason sometimes that the obvious choice is the obvious choice. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and Hotel yeah. California is the obvious choice. And it, it, I mean, almost to the point where it would almost be cliche to make that. But there's mm-hmm. a reason for that, right. because lyrically it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Instrumentally, it has what is arguably the most recognizable solo in rock history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. guitar solo. There's something to be said for that, 
never, and it's really a duo because he and Joe Walsh yeah. are playing yeah. simultaneously yeah. going back and forth. Um, Rolling Stone called it the 49th greatest rock and roll song of all time. Um, Seems. I mean, that's a. To me. That's a. You know, it it is an obvious choice for an obvious reason. You know, I mean, it is kind of their staple song, and and it's it's another one that's probably going to be a top five choice for us. I mean, that's the obvious. Obvious is obvious. Here's one that I might catch some flack on. Is this your number one? This is my number one pick. And it's one of these nights. It's one of these nights. It also hit number yeah. one. If you listen to the harmonies on this song, they are, it is, in my opinion, quite possibly, there, there are, uh, there's, there's, there's maybe one other one other than Seven Bridges Road, which is all about the harmonies. What album was that on? It was one of these nights. Yeah, the cell. It was a title track. Okay, so seventy. Seventy-five. Okay. Okay. Um, The entire song shows off everything, right? I mean, it starts with a bass solo. (laughs) So the bass guy gets his in. The guitar solo gets his in, and then you get the lyrics are just really, really good. Henley is on. You know, point as always. The lyrics are solid. Uh, it is really it 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 checks every box. It may not check every box as high individually as some of the other songs. It's, it doesn't have the Hotel California solo. It doesn't have the intense emotional ride as wasted time in the delivery. It doesn't have um, you know that great musicianship maybe necessarily that we notice in some of these others, the harmonies, it's not, it's not seven bridges road, but it has all of it to an extent that it is, it is a complete song that I think is worthy of being in the top five. And, um, it it was actually my number two hotel. California was Mm -hmm. number one, but one of these nights, um, to me is a complete song, maybe more so than, any other song on the list other than maybe Hotel California? Yeah, it's a great song. I get another pick, don't I? Because yeah. we're going to snake backwards. Mm. Okay. Oh, now I have to go last. That's right. Now you go last. That's oh, right. I was so excited. Worse. <laughs> this may be another one that I catch a little flack on. Okay. Witchy Woman. Nope. I agree. Witchy Woman. 1972 on the debut album. I love it because of the word painting. Yeah. And, and the marriage of the music and the words together it's a spooky song it's in a minor key they brought in that tribal riff you know that native american Mm -hmm. sound you can hear it in the drums you can hear it in the guitar i love the syncopation that uh, don henley uses with the drums throughout um it's it's just i mean really for your first, you when you get together, think about this. They got together in 1971 as a band, and this song mm-hmm. is created by 1972. Yeah, right. that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, but then you have this kind of spooky sound, and then you're you're marriaging that with words like with witches and moonlights and shadows and fires and the devil's bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is a complete. You know, the word painting is just perfect with the music. I mean, it's a perfect yeah. match. And then 
again, we can talk about the harmonies. Yeah. Oh, the harmonies yeah. are phenomenal. It was uh, fascinating to watch. Um, I happened to be sitting next to the sign language interpreter at one of their shows, and to watch her interpret it through sign mm. was it. She was. She was into it, man. It was it was really cool. Raven hair and ruby lips. Yeah. This is one of those songs that if you're, I mean, pretty much any Eagle song is going to be this way. But this one, I feel like especially if you're in a band, this is one of those project songs. Because Almost of, untouchable. Like, yeah, I'm not truly, even sure I would, I don't, I would attempt. It, it would be so difficult musically, um, you know, vocally, because those harmonies are tough. Even you know, cause even as a girl. <laughs> yeah, and we're—I mean—we're the yeah. kind of people who we we pick out the harmonies when we're in the car and we sing different yeah. ones. But it's it's so difficult. Usually, even with some of these songs, you're like, oh, you turn it on, and it's easy to find one. But because of the key and because of just the the way they have, you know, organized these harmonies, it's it's so hard. It's so complex. I I agree with your pick. This I is one that I wish that MTV had been around because, I mean, you can picture. The oh, video, yeah. what the video would have looked like if they'd had. Oh, there's no telling. You know, you know there's a lot yeah. of different directions that it mm-hmm. could go, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Heather, I think it's your pick. All right. This is your second pick, true My story. second pick is actually number three on my list, and it is Victim of Love. And I will tell you why. I think that it is one of their most out-of-the-box for them songs it i think it's it probably is the most edgy the the most full on rock song um possible exception really? of life in the fast lane get, well, I mean, got, get over it lo- also i mean that's pretty yeah, but I, there's just something about those guitar hits you know just that yeah i mean it's just it it's so simple, and it's more sparse. I guess that's what it, it almost, yeah. it doesn't have a punk feel to it at all, but it, it is, it's just straightforward, in your face, but it still has those, you know, that eagle sound to it. I love it. It's probably, I go back and forth with a waste of time about it being my favorite, but I just think that it, they, they may have, Stepped out of their box a little bit with it, and so I I think it's one of their best songs. You know, th- this is my favorite Eagle song. Victim of Love is my favorite Eagle song, but it it it's lower on the list for me because for an Eagle song, it is relatively simplistic. And so, but I think that goes back so to the re- restraint. It, I, I understand, thing but when we, but what we're talking about is the greatest. We're talking about great songs, and like the lyrics are good. But can we come with up with ten or twelve Eagle songs that are better? I could be wrong, lyrically? but I'm not. That's like my life mantra. No, I'm okay, not. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm not. Okay, <laughs> so, this song is so good. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, maybe you <laughs> right. are right now. I could be wrong, but I'm well, not. Um, but I, I think that there are there are there's probably a dozen Eagle songs that have lyrics that are better. I think there are at least a dozen Eagle songs where the vocals are more impressive. There's a lot more than a dozen where the harmonies are more impressive. And I think there's probably a dozen songs out there where the musicianship, the instrumentalist stuff is better. Now, that's being said, listen, am I going to pitch a fit about it? Because, (laughs) because, like like I said, it is my favorite Mm -hmm. song. But I think when we talk about 
like yeah, but I don't think song, yeah, I don't think you have to. I don't think it to checks do, all the boxes. Pull every trick out of your bag just to make a good song. Well, we still have three more picks to yeah. go before yeah. we. I feel like this is a so. premature discussion. Okay. But I don't want to yeah, argue too much against Victim Life because it's it's my it's <laughs> my it's my favorite Eagles song. So I mean, I'm not going to well, argue too and much. We also got to keep yeah. So I, I right. vote that we just we move along and we see if we have to bring it back to this. Okay, all right. Okay. So you get your second pick now. No, I don't. Actually, we're down to number five on my list Whoop. because we're that deep into. I think we agree that much. I think probably, that shows probably. you know. Um, so my technically my number five pick is I can't tell you why. Oh, um, so I love that. That are they essentially wrote an R and B song in yeah. some ways, and the bass line to that song, is yeah, ridiculous. Timothy Schmidt. It's got that stanky bass line as well, mm-hmm. and his vocal that falsetto. So like the contrast of this heavy featured bass, his vocals that are you know real light and you know up there. The harmonies are still there, but kind of like you're talking about, they're so great at that restraint. We know that they are incredible, and they can do whatever they want to do, but they our choice about where they insert certain things. Um, so I'm, I'm loving that about this one. And, and he makes it sound easy. He does make it sound easy. That is not an easy song to sing, no. even as a female vocalist, because we do it. Yeah. But to to get that, that I can't tell you why, to float mm-hmm. up over there as a, as a male vocalist. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it, he just makes it sound easy yeah and then lyrically thematically i think it speaks to i mean if you've been in a relationship for a long period of time you've been through times where you're like we're we're, why are we fighting this is stupid but i still love you and we're gonna make it through this gonna be okay i don't understand what this is all about but you know we're gonna get there so i think it it lyrically impacts you you can relate to it it's still relevant and it's going to stay relevant because that's just human relationships that's the way it goes um, what I like so I think about it's got it, staying power because of that yeah, as well. What I like about it is it's so different from everything else that they've done. Yeah. You know, like you said, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like an R&B song, yeah. which they really didn't delve into that world very often. But, you know, it, it is so... They did so, get a lot... That, it is so unique to the other other major hits anyway yeah. that that they're known for. But the long the long run as a, as, as a whole, that album is real bass heavy and, yeah. and yeah. it does... You know, he he had been in the band, I guess, a couple of years, but that's what I mean. the The band is just, it's two different, two different bands, in my opinion, with Randy Meisner and yeah. Timothy Schmidt. You get one more pick, Beth. Oh gosh. Okay. So I'm, now I have to decide. Do I want to go in the order I put it in? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with my gut. Do it. So my next pick is technically number six on my list. Don't is take mine. New kid in town. Oh. Um, and so the reason. Let me go to my notes. So musically, again, it's kind of a divergence from some of their other songs. It's got kind of a Latin influence in some ways. Um, it's got that really complex harmony, and then thematically, lyrically, fame and recognition is all fleeting. Um, and then the way that the music and the lyrics work together, you know, when that guy comes in, when your replacement is there, those guitar chords, they start to hit heavier, and it's got just a more weighty feel to it. And you know, that was a conscious choice that they made, I'm sure of it. And so, you know, these all these little things that they pay attention to, um, I think even if you aren't listening for those things specifically, that still with the feel of the song as a listener, you may not pick up on it and say, oh, they did that specific thing. But it hits you in a way and you, you feel the lyrics in a different way because of the way the music accompanies it. 
Yeah. It's also on Hotel California. That's yeah, a, you yeah. know, we talked th- we talked before a little bit, and I said I definitely, because of my list, I know that I have a favorite album. Yeah. That's for sure my favorite album. Well, and there's a reason for that. I mean, it's a great album. You know, and, and to a, my frustration with Hotel California is, is like, there were songs that I have sworn were singles, yeah. but they weren't singles. Victim of Love was not a single. They never singled it out. It didn't chart. Pretty yeah. Maids All on a Road wasn't a single. Didn't chart. Last right. Resort didn't chart. These are some great oh, songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would argue I like them more than New Kid in Town. But they don't, but they don't even get released. Mm. You yeah. know. Um, so, I mean, it, it is a great album start to finish. And, you know, I, I'm, when people don't mention it, like in the top three to five albums in rock and roll history, you're like, have you listened to the album? Yeah, it's start one that I don't skip a track on that album. Yeah, so start to finish. But yeah, I mean the whole album is is just absolutely stellar, and I think that's the first track on the album is New Kid in Town. It's second. It's right behind Hotel, Hotel California is one, and then New Kid in Town. Yeah. So, you got your three picks in. I got them. So Heather's next. All right. My third pick is also off Hotel California, <laughs> and it is the Last Resort. Um, it is. It's just this sweeping epic of a song, but it is so, you know, it, it tackles, you know, issues like environmental issues. And, and and the last line is just, you call someplace paradise, kiss it goodbye, mm-hmm. you know, and just about consumerism and, you know, all the, all the isms like they talk about and <laughs> say anything, but um, just... It it starts out so simple, and it really paints that word picture, and then it you know it grows as as the the building and the development grows, and um and then you know you see things being destroyed and stuff, and it is completely underrated, I think, in the scope of Eagle songs, and so. It is my third pick. Yeah, and part of that is because they didn't single it out. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's long. It, it's long. It's seven minutes. Is it seven minutes? Something like that? Maybe six I minutes? I don't know, but it's, it's but long. It's, it's long. No question. Um, but again, it's one that was on the Hell Freezes Over album. Mm. So, I mean, I just knew it. You know, I mean, yeah. that's one that was, of course, a lot of Hotel California songs were on. Yeah, it was interesting to see what album. they picked for Hell Freezes Over. You know. You know, to... Um, so I'll go to my last pick, and this is this is really a struggle because I'm looking at some songs on there that mm. are not going to get selected. Yep. I'm looking at "Take It Easy," not going to get selected. Yep. "Life in the Fast Lane," yep. not going to get it's selected. On my list too, though. Yeah. And the one that I really wanted to be selected, "Take It to the Limit," mm-hmm. not going to get selected. Yep. Um, I'm going with "Desperado." Yep. Yeah. Um, Depending on who you ask, some people think it's the second, third best song that they've ever made. They end you know? every show with it. Uh, you know, Billboard, second greatest Eagle song of all time. Um, Rolling Stone said it was the third best Eagle song of all time. Um, bottom line, it's a great song. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the lyrics are phenomenal. I love Don't You Draw the Queen of Diamonds. Boy, she'll beat you if she's able. You know, the Queen of Hearts is always your best bet. Yeah. I mean, that's a great line, especially when you consider it's a concept album, a Western concept album. What do cowboys do during their off time? 
They play cards. So it all fits together. I mean, the whole album doesn't get the do that it's, you know, that I, that I think it deserves. Um, but there's just little sections of songs throughout the album like that to yeah. kind of point to the concept of the album. Tequila um, Sunrise. Tequila mm-hmm. Sunrise, obviously. Um, but the lyrics and the Western motif plus the title, you know, Desperado, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it was just a, a perfect marriage, um, perfect addition, perfect name for the concept album. Um, and then, of course, you know, Don Henley just knocks it out of the park. You talk about delivering an emotional ballad. He just, he's hes as good as there is, in my opinion, at doing that in the rock and roll genre. Um that raspy voice, he can just he can just absolutely deliver it. Plays mm-hmm. drums at the same time. So yeah. you know, for me, Desperado's on the list, and I'm I'm looking at at some songs here that didn't make it. And what I'm did, just yeah, like, what didn't oh, make it on man. your list? I, the, it was number nine on my list, but I'm looking at some of the other ones. But to me, "Take It to the Limit" is such a great song, I, and it's the only real hit that Randy Meisner was the lead vocalist on. Um, but it's a dynamite vocal. It is, and then the it's harmonies, of, that the last 45 <laughs> seconds of that song. Get on my nerves. You don't like it? Yeah, I it, love it. Cause it's it, it, a little strident it's there. It's worth painting, right? Take it to the limit. One more time. Okay, take it to <laughs> yeah, the limit. He is One more time. It, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the falsetto stuff at the end that he does. Yeah. I mean, not easy. Not easy. No. And uh, so not. I'm. that's one that I think from a... The harmonies in that last, particularly the last minute and a half or so of the song, um, his individual performance in the last, you know, the falsetto, hitting those notes, um, I think certainly warranted it being in the discussion of being in the top five. Um, But at the same time, there's going to be some really great songs that don't make the top five. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's one, and then um, "Life in the Fast Lane." Yep, it was on my list too. You know, they they dropped all pretense of folk, country, their bluegrass influence, all yep. of it out the window. Full blown rocker, full blown rock song. "Life in the Fast Lane," and then Felder and Walsh just absolutely annihilate the guitar solos. I mean, also they just they just California. do phenomenal. <laughs> On on the guitar solos, um, Live in the Fast Lane probably their second best collaboration with the guitar solos, second only to Hotel, Hotel California. California. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Take It Easy, which is to me not as lyrically great. Or Glenn Fry, not the singer that Don Henley is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that song is just a feel-good song. I mean, I, I yeah. don't. I always smile when that song comes on, and there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. But is it a top five Eagle song? Mm, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Other words, you have in your top nine that got left out. Uh, Seven Bridges Road mm. got left off yeah. because you know they have what they call um, the circle of fear, and every before every concert they sit in a circle and they. Are they sing their their vocals right to the middle, and so you can hear, you know, who's out of tune, who's right, who's wrong, and if you've ever tried to sing that song with three or four other people, it is so hard 
to stay in tune. It is because you are just, it's so sparse and you're just out there. I mean, the the instrumentals come in later, but, but even so with that grounding. But the original part and the end when it's acapella, it is... It is very, very difficult to, to keep it as tight as they keep it. Um, uh, I can't tell you why I laugh in the fast lane, Desperado. Heartache tonight. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's just a little grittier. And um, it kind of gave me a rockabilly feel to it. Um, and I just really like it. And I had an extra. Best of my love. I think the vocals, the harmonies on Best of My Love... The chord structure is unique, but it still stays in their style. And I mean, I can't really find an Eagle song I don't like. So well, I, you I'm know, not when I was kind of going really. through and trying to whittle my list of about twenty songs yeah. down to nine, is what I was trying to do. Really, um, when I was doing researching Heartache tonight, Bob Seger had a big mm-hmm. influence on that, and you can hear the Bob Seger influence in yeah, the song. Yeah, definitely. Mean, there's no question definitely. about it. What about you? Do you have any songs in there that didn't... I did. So I also had Seven Bridges Road on my list. Um, and then the only other two that didn't get picked, we went pretty thoroughly down into my list. Um, I have Lion Eyes and Get Over It. Uh, I love those. I love Lion Eyes, that story song. Um, they're yeah. they're really different songs. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of... Get Over It's fun. I love Get Over yeah. It. It is fun. So not not much to I'd say. I'd like to find your great child and kick its little ass. Yeah. <laughs> Now you're going to get us the E. Oh, <laughs> come on. The dreaded E. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to whittle this down from 9 songs mm-hmm. down to 5. I think there are some that we can agree on should be in the list. Yeah. We we all pretty well agree that Hotel California is either 1 or 2 probably. Yeah. There's a general consensus, I think, on wasted time. Would that be fair yeah. to say? Yeah. Good with it. And then it gets dicey. It gets a little dicey after that. Um, what's a song, looking at the list, that you think we should maybe eliminate what from was you, What were your three? Uh, my three were One of These Nights, Witchy Woman, and Desperado. Uh, yeah. are, are you about to try and cut one right now? I, is that what we're doing? I don't know. We, yeah, we got it. Well, we got to cut four. I would well, cut. Yeah, we do. What do you cut? You're going to cut one of these nights, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I saw the look in your eye when yep. I said it. I, yep. As a two out of three for me, yeah. That's that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I did brutal. that last time. I cut you yourself did. first. Man. What were wow, your it has everything. It has everything. Which you great bass what? Line, great guitars. Desperado. Desperado. That's killer. So just as a reminder, what we have left after that cut... Ben has Witchy Woman and Desperado. Heather um, had Hotel California, which we agree makes the list. Victim of Love and The Last Resort. I have Wasted Time, which we put on the list. And I Can't Tell You Why and New Kid in Town. I got to say, I think it's a beautiful song. But I think The Last Resort is the weakest of the bunch when it comes to total overall greatness the harmonies are okay they have some at the end uh, i mean i get it <laughs> um but there's not a big there's not like a show-off moment instrumentally the vocals are pretty vanilla throughout the song 
<laughs> we, do we disagree? Oh. For an eagle song. No, I mean, I'm just... For the, an eagle song. It's pretty <laughs> vanilla. The lyrics carry it, no doubt. Great lyrics. But for me, it is not the caliber in checking all the boxes of the other songs on the list. I disagree. Well, it was your number three song? <laughs> My right? number three song? Yeah. It was it was her third. Yeah, it's your third down the pick. List. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. Where was it on your overall list? Four. Okay, so I mean, it's like, if it if we said it was number six overall, I mean, would you be? <laughs> <laughs> moving it five. <laughs> I'll I'll compromise five. So that would be mine. So that puts me as the tiebreaker on that one again. Yep. I seem to be put in that position frequently, but I I agree with Ben actually. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about you. Is there anyone, any other one that we think should definitely be on the list? That should definitely be on the that list? That should definitely make the top five. I mean, Desperado, probably. Yeah, I can't, I can't really argue with that. It's not, it's truly not one of my favorites. And I mean, it's sparse, but too. It's I mean, a it's a beautiful song. Yeah. There, you can do it without harmonies completely. Yeah. And yeah. they often do. I, I think that the but, vocal delivery is emotional enough that even though it may not be like incredibly difficult mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. i think his delivery is special enough on it mm. to make it a great vocal performance here's where i'm about to get hurt because we have only two spots left mm-hmm. and the rest of these songs i'm looking at them and they're so stinking good i know and it, it's gonna hurt to take some of these out for me which i mean i know so we got two y'all spots probably left. don't yeah because we, we're saying we agree on desperado to be in I, the top five i, I agree so. yeah so now we're we're cutting from Witchy Woman, Victim of Love, I Can't Tell You Why, and New Kid in Town. And I will be, you want to talk about maturity from the last time. I'll go ahead and I'll even say out of these, I would say New Kid in Town, I would be willing to let go of I from would, those I would that agree. are left. And let me, I don't know that it is one of the top five songs on the album. Because I mean, that is a great album. I love that song, but I think it's one of the top five songs on the album. Really? I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying yeah. you could make the argument. You could. You could make you could. the argument that Hotel California, Victim of Love, yeah. Last Resort. I mean, we're talking about Last Resort. Right. We're talking about. I mean, you could make the argument. Uh, yeah. I I will. I will vote to cut my own on so that we, one. So we got to cut one more. I. Th- we do. So we're we're looking at Witchy Woman, Victim of Love, and I Can't Tell You Why. And I I think I, I don't can't know tell I you why should go on the list. Wow. Really? I'd be God. willing I would be willing to cut <laughs> Oh Ooh. I don't know, never mind. <laughs> I don't know if I would or not. Um so it's between Witchy Woman Witchy Woman, Victim of Love, and I Can't Tell God. You Why. And these are three of my favorite I don't know. That's tough. songs, yeah. I I'm not no, I'm not willing to cut Victim of Love. I would cut Victim of Love. That's the one I would cut. It's mm. my favorite song. It is my favorite Eagle song. But I think when we talk about checking all the boxes, the other songs on the list, check the boxes. Okay, but... Check all the boxes. But they, if, they check all the boxes. But if it's your favorite uh, yeah, and it true. speaks to you somehow, then yeah. what about that X Factor that makes it your favorite? So what, what about it speaks to you that, I mean, just because... Well, the Eagles didn't think of it enough to be a single. Man, I love that song. I do. But it's my, it's my favorite Eagles song. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm trying to pull out and objectively look at it like you're saying. Yeah. But. 
I just I think that it is lyrically not as strong as the other ones. Musically, you know, instrumentally, it's not as strong as the other. I ones. disagree with that. Well, I we disagree. Can disagree. I'm just that's my opinion. <laughs> There's a lot of noodling in that song behind the scene. Like you can listen to that song, which even in my notes. I wrote that it, there's so much to listen to and focus on. Each time you listen through, you'll find something new. Um, Victim of Love is a great song because of the attitude. That's what yeah. makes it a great song, the attitude. And that's really the best thing that it's got going for it. I just love the attitude. That's why it's my favorite Eagle song. Yeah. But like from all the other perspectives, I mean, is, that, is the vocal performance as good as it is? And I can't tell you why. No. 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 So, Lyrically, is it as good as Witchy Woman? No. Harmonically, is it as good as Witchy Woman? Or I can't tell you why. No. Right? Oh, dang. I don't know. It hurts. And, and I think I know. I think here's the point that, I, that I'm at personally. Is that I know what you're saying makes sense. But in my heart, it hurts to say, to make the words come out of my mouth. That I agree that I want to cut that song. But, sometimes, but we're getting down to the, sometimes the nitty gritty that I'm going to have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean. Well, you have Hotel California on the list. I mean, so it's not like you're all three cut. I would have to if I'm gonna put one more song on the list, I'll I would concede and but I think it should be I can't tell you why. I'd be okay with that. Because it's so different than everything else that they've done, to me it kinda mm-hmm. shows their range. So I don't have a big problem with I can't tell you why being on the list. So then hold on. I'm writing dang, calm down. <laughs> That's, that's my sound bite, yeah. So, here we are. Too bad you wasn't close enough to the mic to make that part You're of it. so... Why you gotta be so rude? Okay. So, Witchy Woman and Victim of Love. That's where we are. That's the last spot. Are we in agreement? That it should be Witchy Woman? That it should be Witchy Woman. No. Yes. It's, a, it's me again. I get to make the choice. Okay. So, you have to choose between what is really the best song oh, you're or so, your favorite song. You're so song. manipulative. Um, listen, oh my God, it hurts, but I have to, cause we then, after we pick these, then we have to put them in order, which that's going to suck too. Um, my Halloween loving heart also, oh, like I'm so drawn, God. I love witchy woman and it truly is so complex in all those areas. I would then say it's going to get canceled for cultural appropriation. Well, Nobody thought about that it. until now, so yeah. now we can't even post now, the podcast. It, it will, and it's your fault. <laughs> okay, so you want to hear the five, and okay. then we'll put them in order. All right. So we have agreed that the top five, in no particular order at this time, Hotel California, Wasted Time, Desperado, I Can't Tell You Why, and Witchy Woman. And if that doesn't speak to... Their catalog and how diverse it is, just yeah. those no top doubt. five. I mean, that's, that's I think pretty be, incredible. I think they're be all easier. very different. They they're are. all very different. I, th- I feel like that's a it's good not like Foreigner. selection. Foreigner's got a lot of great songs, but they all sound exactly alike. Yeah. Right. You know? I think I think we probably, I, I don't know, I may be wrong, but I think we probably agree with what one and two should yeah. be, should but be. I don't know if we agree on the order. Uh, uh, that Yeah, but I'm, I maybe we should do the bottom three first. Okay. Okay. And then... Like, mo- go from the bottom so up. So then what are we saying is five? Witchy Woman. I would actually put <laughs> I Can't Tell You Why five and Witchy Woman four, but I'm not going to argue too much about it. So, Beth, it's your... I would, I would put Witchy Woman at four, again, because of the complexity of Witchy Woman. 
okay. in all areas. So I will I will give you that I can't tell you why will be five. So that means three set in stone. Mm-hmm. Which so is so three is desperado. Okay. Uh, is that Fair right? Enough. Yeah, Fair okay. enough. Yep. So now Hotel California or wasted time. And this is kind of a hill I will die on. I I'm I gotta say Hotel California is one. Okay. Then I agree. I don't have to die on the hill. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not my favorite. It's, no, yeah. it's not my two. favorite of the two. But but yeah. as far as if you, since we're checking the boxes, let's check all the. They, it does check yeah. more boxes. Well, I mean, it start. It's it's so it's epic. It's, it's so thinking good. Yeah. All it right. starts so, so so we have a top five. Builds. It's amazing. Yep. Beth, if you'll read the top five for okay. us. Greatest. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 sorry. Best Eagle <laughs> songs one through five. Here they are from the music list. Number one, Hotel California. Two, Wasted Time. Three, Desperado. Four, Witchy Woman. And five, I Can't Tell You Why. And I feel good about that. I, I feel about good you. about it. I'm square. I think it's good. <laughs> you, you feel me. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. One through five. That has been episode number two, potentially, of the Music List podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will be back with you soon with a new topic, a new debate. And we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs) 